Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in We are gathered here today to commemorate the life of a very special person Regina Morrow Oh my god Welcome to Double Love It's a special episode you guys It certainly is (laughs) This is the podcast where we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. It's pretty terrifying this time. It really is. (laughs) And if you can listen to this and then go out and do a shitload of cocaine, we would be very surprised. (laughs) Because we think this will put you off drugs forever. It's a cautionary tale and a half. It certainly is. And we're going to get straight in (sighs) with... Some taglines and blurbs. Okay. Ahem. Tagline. Cover tagline. Is it all over between Regina and Bruce? Yes! Oh man! <laughs> this is so upsetting! It is! Back cover tagline, please. Headed for trouble. Yes! Very much so. Okay. Oh it's, man. It's all, it's all, it's all true Keep it once. together, Anna. Keep it together. The answers are all yes! <laughs> okay. Regina Morrow and Bruce Patman have been going together for months. But when beautiful, devious Amy Sutton is paired up with Bruce on a school project, she schemes to steal him away from Regina. Little by little, Bruce's resistance to Amy's charm begins to crumble. Now, he does not have much resistance. He does not put up much of a fight. Seriously. God damn it, Bruce. Not little by little, it's immediately. Anyway. He caves. Regina is furious when she discovers that Bruce has been seeing Amy behind her back. Well, fair enough. Oh, yeah. Hurt and betrayed, she turns to Justin Belson, a troubled senior at Sweet Valley High. Actually, he's not a senior. He should be a senior. Oh, but that's he's... right. He's repeating the year. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Go on, blurb writer. Anyway, <laughs> Regina's friends are worried. They think Justin and his crowd are bad news. It's rumoured that some of them are drug users. Is Regina on a dangerous course? Very yes. much so, yes. Literally, yes. <laughs> it's not good, you guys. Oh, God, this one does not have a happy ending. Oh, shit. Oh, God, pull, us, pull ourselves together. Okay, <laughs> let's do okay. it. Oh, God. So, it begins with... Oh, sorry, I'm so distracted. We've got to describe the cover. <laughs> we're, we're both out of sorts. We're just like, oh, God. And it is one of the best covers of all time. It's so pretty great. Please describe it, Karen. Oh, man. Okay, so we've got Regina. She's beautiful. She is beautiful. She's rich. She's Regina. She's amazing. She's Porcelain cheeks. Porcelain skin, raven hair, startlingly beautiful. Nice eyebrows. Quite good eyebrows, yeah. actually, yes. But she's very sadly and wistfully looking at a 
fake photo <laughs> of Bruce. Sorry. It's a black and white headshot of Bruce. It's like an actor's headshot <laughs> and it's like um, Billy in 10 Things I Hate About You. Like he just yeah. has a stack of headshots at school and he's like, here you go. <laughs> so it's this black oh, and white it also looks exactly like his head on one of the books. Oh, so it, it looks like James Matthews just copied. Recycled, to, yeah. Yeah, except it in black and white this time. Well, look, work smart, not hard, man. Mm. I'm into that. Very sad. <laughs> but like, Very yeah, sensible. so it's it's this, it's this black and white headshot. <gasps> Bruce's lips look enormous. Oh, he's pouting. It. He pouting. is pouting up a storm. So Regina's just really sad just looking at this photo and there's just, you know, there's like a lamp in the background and what's that pink thing? Is it like a I think it's like a jewelry, a jewelry box, box or something. There's a perfume bottle. Perfume bottle. Mm. Yeah, so it's 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 just Regina in her bedroom, I guess, just looking really sad at Bruce's professionally taken headshot. <laughs> the only real tragedy here is that it's not the fucking candid photo of him and his swimming <laughs> drunks. <laughs> the auction prize. It was Regina dreams. all this time. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when I was looking at it. Yeah. Like they, you missed an opportunity there. She James. was she was on the phone from Switzerland yeah. <laughs> during the auction, putting <laughs> a in her phone bid. bid. At the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Twenty uh. cans. <laughs> Twenty cans of baked beans sold. Wow. Um, and again, like the last uh, couple of of covers, it's a it's set in a setting, not yeah, just a pastel we've, we've a proper background. a proper background and, mm. and setting for it, which is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's it a is a classic scene. cover. Yeah. It's one of the best. It's good, and it's a, the book lives up to this Whew. amazing. Image. It sure does. So it begins where Jess. Is in a reverie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's in the locker room thinking about how gorgeous she is. Yeah, just checking out her reflection pretty much. Which did remind me of the bit in the Santa Clarita diet, which <laughs> you should all be watching. Oh, There's so good. There's one bit early in, early in this series, which is a sort of zombie romantic comedy yeah. with the true Barrymore and the delightful Timothy Oliphant. Oh God, so handsome, so panicked. He, I love him. <laughs> I adore him. And... Um, and there's a bit in an early series where somebody's like what are you doing here and he stands there and goes just thinking about how handsome I am and I'm like me too Timothy very fair Timothy <laughs> but he is first of all this character is joking but secondly he is the only person I will accept that from yeah not Jessica Wakefield no absolutely not <laughs> she can get back right, right back into her box nope. well but, uh, she's but fat chance of that um, mm. but she's distracted from her self-regard <laughs> by Amy bursting in and bragging about how Bruce is besotted with her. Yeah, but Amy's accompanied by other cheerleaders, I think. And they're yes. kind of like, no, seriously, we just saw them all together in the hall. And apparently Bruce, there was a little spark or something going well, on there. not just a spark, because this is insane. Maria says, believe me, I wouldn't I wouldn't have imagined it either. I thought Bruce was a devo- as devoted to Regina as a guy could possibly be. But he really was falling all over Amy. Mm. He seems hopelessly in love. Jesus. Really? Yeah, Jessica still isn't convinced. She's like, maybe Maria's imagining things. Yes. <laughs> and actually, she literally narrows her eyes and looks at Amy and wonders what Bruce sees in her because apparently Amy has been even more self-absorbed than usual recently. Yeah, it's gas actually because Jessica's like, <laughs> Jessica's like, Amy really did seem boy crazy these days. And it's like, well, um, pot, kettle, yes. hilar. <laughs> Though possibly if Jessica's noticing it, then it must be bad. It must be bad, <laughs> yeah, true. She's completely unhinged. So Amy starts talking about how working with Bruce as, you know, on this school project has thrown them together. Yes. But uh, the only reason that they're not officially an item is because Bruce is sort of scared of Regina's temperamental ways. Okay. Really? (laughs) 
think that none of no <laughs> doesn't stand up at all, and it doesn't stand up to Jessica either. And she's not convinced that Bruce will dump Regina. We got a bit of a Regina backstory here, yes, yeah, which of course uh, loyal listeners of the show will know about tragically deaf Regina oh, and the very ableist portrayal of her. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and uh, then Jess being Jess she starts to hope that things do kick off because things have been too boring yeah, yeah she's like we can use a little excitement good like, yeah break that girl's heart <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> and Amy's like ha, 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 yes it will get exciting around here and there's a smug little smile Ooh, we're told yeah she's bad oh. news so Casadel Wakefield uh, is the scene as Liz and Jess are tossing a salad and we get our twin comparison while Jess or Liz starts, she's a bit worried about about Regina because. Yeah, I think, yeah, Jessica has kind of filled her in on Amy's, you know, just that she thinks that, yeah, that Bruce is into her. So Elizabeth's yeah. like, mm, I don't know about this. And of course, Jess isn't bothered at all by this because uh, she doesn't think it's good for couples to stay together. It's like, hint, hint. Jesus. Yeah, she's just a delighted spectator as always. Because <laughs> she loves couples breaking up. Yeah. It's her favourite thing. And she says that... Um, Start saying that, you know, Amy's not that bad, really. And anyway, their love, you know, her falling for Bruce is inevitable when they're working together on some project about teenage drug users. And Liz is literally, I have no idea what you're talking about. This makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it inevitable? Um, So she's pondering about saying something. She's, you know, should she say something to Regina? And she hopes that Amy is just exaggerating. Yeah, that it's just a little big talk from Amy. Yeah, but Jess is like, I don't know. Mm. Amy Sutton gets what she wants. Yeah, true. Cut to Amy, who declares she's, quote, having the time of her life. Oh, Jesus. She's in Bruce's house. Yeah, they're working on this never-ending project together. Because they started this in the last book, they didn't did. they? did. It's been going on yeah. for weeks, as far as I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's sitting beside Bruce and she's being all flirty and coy and kind of, yeah, really just sort of trying to snare him, I guess. <laughs> and initially, he's this is the, uh, you know, it's in the blurb about his resistance yeah. crumbles, but it literally takes you know, the... Five minutes. A matter of minutes. Yes. So at the beginning of this conversation, she's all like, oh, Bruce, don't you think it was fate that put us together? And Bruce is laughing. It's like, I don't think so. I think it was just the seating chart that did it. <laughs> By the way, Bruce is a senior. Oh, yeah. This it just struck me. That's true. Why would they even be in class together? I know. Huh. Mm. Contrivance <laughs> is the reason. Yep. Uh, so there's initially Amy's all talking like this about oh it was fate and how great it is that they can spend time together with her cousin Mimi who is a sociology student yeah a social work student uh, yeah yeah it's very vague what she's doing until quite late really in the book is who, what is she up to and why yeah, she, is she working with the police oh, well, it's sorry. very strange we're, we're getting we're ahead getting, of ourselves we are getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> but all you need to know for the moment is that she is involved with I suppose kids who are drug users. Yeah, so they're going to interview Amy's cousin as part of this project to get more yeah. info on, on Friday it. night. And Bruce is like, "Is that really the only time she can do it?" And Amy's, like, "Oh yes, it's the only time." And it turns out, of course, that she had to persuade Mimi to meet them on a Friday night. She's Friday got better night things for this. Of course, she does. <laughs> so Amy then starts talking about this dream she had. Oh, Jesus. And she lures Bruce in like a fish in a line. So she's like, oh, oh, I had this dream. Oh, oh I won't tell, tell you about it. I won't bother you with my dreams. And Bruce is all intrigued. Why? No one wants to hear about it. No one cares dreams. about anyone's dreams. <laughs> but Bruce goes, no, tell me more. Yeah. Go on. Bruce pleaded fascination. Unlikely. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she's like, oh, it's so embarrassing. I don't know how to tell you. Tell me, Bruce said, entranced. Jesus. Yeah, but basically the dream is that they made out. 
Yeah. And it's all made up, of course. Like, yeah, she, she had no dream. She, oh and then she leans in. It's like, what if I told you that even though it was a dream, I really want you to kiss me? And he's like, oh, Lamy, you're completely irresistible. Yeah. And, and he, he gives he, her a quick kiss. And then she's like, a real kiss and grabs the head. <laughs> she loves the gob. Goes to town. But uh, yeah. And there's a great bit. It's like Bruce has been awoken from spell. He's back to his old self. Oh, God. So Amy, Bruce repeated, pulling away and staring at her with the old Bruce Patman. All I care about is what I want. Look at his eyes. <laughs> I can't believe the way you kiss. Jesus. And then they just, uh, just get off with each other, basically. Pretty much, yeah. But Regina, or um, Amy is like, oh, but what about Regina? You know, I don't want to come between the two yeah. of you unless. Mm. And he's all like, I'm crazy about you, Amy. Yeah, um, he kind of, he really reverts very quickly back to old Bruce. Oh my god, it's literally it's so quick, instantaneous. Yeah, because she's saying like, "Oh, you know, I feel guilty about the way I feel about you." And he's mm. like, "Oh, I don't know how I feel." A few weeks ago, I thought everything with Regina was perfect, but now the more time I spend with you, oh, this is amazing. He gave her a cocky smile. I kind of forgotten how much fun it is to spread the wealth, oh, <laughs> to share the old Bruce magic with more than one girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! He literally went from like, uh, no, this isn't fate. It's just the seating plan. It's the seating plan. Yeah, like, straight away to like, well, fucking hell, buckle Bruce. up, ladies. Bruce is back. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, Bruce, put your pants on. <laughs> oh yeah, and your tiny speedos. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's he's back. Uh, like so, it, so. that was ridiculously easy. Like so quick. Yeah, and. Also, insanely, he's like, oh, I'll figure something out. I'm sure I can convince Regina to let me do what I want. Oh, well, like an open relationship. I'm you, sorry, what? What is he suggesting? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he says he has to keep seeing Amy because he's he's bewitched oh, God. very quickly. Yeah. Next day, Amy is sharing her triumph. She literally calls it her triumph yeah. with Jess. <laughs> and she's convinced that Bruce is obviously going to break up with Regina. <laughs> and uh, Jess has a moment. She usually, this wouldn't even bother her. Um, she and Liz are planning a barbecue the next day and it's like, oh shit, will it be awkward with all these people who are like getting yeah, up with each other behind their fucking love triangle? <laughs> Basically. It is funny though that Amy is being painted as a villain for stealing a boyfriend when like, that's just like a Tuesday for Jessica. Like yes! it's just what she does for the crack. You I know. know. <laughs> no, in fairness, Jessica doesn't think she's that villainous. You know, game recognises game. True. <laughs> She's like, literally the only thing she's worried about is that it might make her party her a bit awkward. awkward barbecue. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> um, and anyway, Amy does not give a shit about any awkwardness. Not she is up for it. Yeah. She's uh, down for the drama. And uh, then they notice Regina is sitting with Justin Belson. Mm. Pre- hitherto unmentioned, like so many Sweet Valley yeah. characters who just pop up Where for fuck story did he reasons. Come from? <laughs> well, he's on academic probation. Oh. And it turns out he hangs around with some burnouts called Molly Hecht and Jan Brown. And apparently Mimi. What the fuck is Mimi's like? What, what is her deal? What is her deal? What does her research consist of? Because apparently she saw Molly at a party in LA that was busted for coke possession. Okay. Um um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there to Amy, who just wants to ensure that Bruce leaves the party with her instead of Regina. Regina. Yeah. Regina, however, is uh, 
is having as is not having as good a time as Amy, unsurprisingly. She's having a bad day. Yeah, like Bruce had cancelled on her the night before because mm. he was busy getting off with Amy. True. Um, and I think he stood her up for lunch then as well there that yeah, day. Yeah, she was waiting for him and now she's on her own. Yeah, so when this guy Justin turned up and he was like, can I join you? She was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't like eating on my own. Yeah. And my stupid boyfriend has stood me up, so yeah. sure, why not? And Justin, we're told has auburn hair and chiselled attractive features. Ooh, he's handsome but dangerous. Mm, yes, he is. <laughs> and he's a bit weird in this, see? <laughs> truly, truly weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, describe how he approaches her. Like, so, his, his, his weird method. <laughs> yeah, so Regina's like, oh, are you a junior? I don't think we've met before. She's like, I'm Regina Morrow. And he's like, um, introduces himself and he's like, basically like, yeah, I know who you are though. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three copies of Ingenue magazine. Literally, you're the one who had your picture on the cover of Ingenue magazine. He grinned. I've got three copies at home. I'm one of your biggest fans. <laughs> like, Holy shit, Regina, run away, He's, run away. You might as well be saying, you are in my wank bank. <laughs> oh no. Oh God. Oh, Regina, yeah, you in danger, girl. you under his bed with a crusty old oh, sock. Like it's he just completely gross. comes off like a stalker. Like it's Ugh. so creepy. And then she's like, oh, that modeling, that was just a fluke. They thought I looked fresh faced. And he's like, yes, you, you do, do look, look fresh faced. <laughs> you look good. <laughs> and then... She says, well, I guess I am good, aren't you? And he's like, me? Good? Justin hunched, looked at her, his thin shoulders slightly hunched. Regina thought that he was very handsome in a way she found puzzling and somewhat disturbing. Ooh. I'll tell you what that disturbing is. That's your actual hormones being kicked. By <laughs> <laughs> this tormented bad boy. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's she's kind of drawn to him she is and he asks her if she wants to come with him to a basketball game in LA that night but she's yeah, like which is weird it is a little bit but she's like oh she's like no I, I don't think I don't think Bruce would like that and yeah. he's like oh that's fine you know maybe we can have lunch next week and she's like yeah that's fine because yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't she's, seem the sort of person to go to a basketball game no he really doesn't mm. but yeah she's kind of She's a bit like, well, why did I turn him down? Because I'm just going to be sitting around waiting for Bruce and Amy to finish their stupid project. True. She didn't actually have anything else on that yeah. night. But she just didn't feel like it was the right thing to do either. But yeah, so mm. Regina's, Regina's kind of conflicted. Yes. And she's feeling a bit weird about Amy. Something yeah. just not... Her, her instincts are basically kicking in. True. And they are correct. They are correct. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the twins are planning their barbecue. And Jess is really excited by the whole love triangle thing. can't fucking wait for this. <laughs> And Liz is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and, Liz, and Jess uh, sort of bastardizes Tolstoy. She says, happy couples are boring. Didn't some famous novels start off about that? That was happy families, not happy couples, Elizabeth corrected her. Tolstoy didn't say they were boring, just they were all alike. <laughs> Jessica yawned. Well, happy couples are boring. <laughs> she has had it with boring couples. Yeah. And Liz is just not happy about this whole um, love she, triangle yeah she business. feels like uh, like too many people know what's going on yeah and Regina doesn't know and she just feels like it's really not fair which and is completely kind of true. setting her up like which mm. is true mm. um, so she wants to tell Regina she basically. does yeah basically but a- Jess is horrified by this because she knows that if Liz tells Regina that Amy will know that she that, that it was Jessica Jessica who told. spilled the beads. So, I mean, oh. Amy is literally going into public toilets. I know she's, not, she's it, so. not exactly keeping it a secret. But also, Elizabeth is like while she's like thinking about how she should be the one to tell Regina. She's like, after all, she considers me one of her best friends. It's like, oh, it's all about you. Oh, really? And does she though? Because like the rest of honestly, the book. In fact, the fact that well, 
we're going to go to this party. But the way that everybody treats Regina at this party is just <laughs> disgraceful. It's so bad. They're so rude. But also, like, Elizabeth goes on like her and Regina are fucking best friends. But, like, I think Elizabeth has probably hung out with Lila Fowler more than she's <laughs> hung out with Regina Morrow. Even since Regina got back from, like, Switzerland or whatever. Well, Regina used to love her so much that when they went to Switzerland, she, like, wrote her special letters and oh, stuff. That's true, yeah. Saying how great she was. So. But it's just funny that, like, she considers me her best, best friend. Friends. Like, she's not my best friend. Oh, God, no, no. But, like, I'm her best friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Liz asks Jeffrey for advice and Jeffrey is actually quite sensible because he's like, yes, I can see why you should tell her because it's not fair she doesn't know. Yeah. But this 100% could be in Amy's head because Amy is a That's it. Like if she is prone to exaggeration, he's like, this could just be Amy just running her mouth basically. And then he really upset Regina for nothing. Exactly. And you've caused a whole thing and he's like, look, probably better to just stay out of it. For the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And back in the cosy Morrow mansion, (laughs) Justin calls Regina and asks her to a film. But she's going to the barbecue and he's sort of, I mean, he's, he is weird. Mm. I mean, he's just, like, he knows she has a boyfriend. Yeah. I know her boyfriend's terrible, but also I think we do find it. He's basically in love with somebody else. So I think this is him sort of trying to overcompensate a bit. Maybe, yeah. Because he knows that, you know, she's, um, he's trying to distract himself from the person he, True. he really loves. Yeah. But he's still being kind of odd, badgering her. <laughs> and then uh, when she hangs up, Nicholas enters and he warns off and warns Regina off Justin. Yeah, he says that... Who he's weirdly um, heard about. Yeah, like uh, his friend went out with a girl who was friendly with him. <gasps> and he doesn't seem like somebody you'd want to be friendly with. And it's like, I know where he's coming from, but also it's it's like, dude, like, leave her alone. She he's can also, talk to who she wants, you know? <laughs> exactly. But he's also heard stuff from the school administration. Like, he's got spies in, like, the... The office. What the fuck? <laughs> so insane that yeah. he's heard that Justin's in trouble for cutting classes. Yeah. Like, how do you know this? Oh, so weird. And then Sky Morrow turns up. By the way, Sky Morrow's 38. No. <laughs> oh, God. Like, so she had a Nicholas when she was 20? She got married very young. Well, they do get married very young. True. Much younger than here, but yeah. 20s. 20 is quite Considering good. she was definitely, because we know about, you know, unmarried mothers and sweet fathers. <laughs> yeah, the Morrows were legally wed. For sure. So she just got married when she was like 19, 19. or 18. Yeah. Pretty oh, young. Very young. Anyway, now what does she say? Radiantly beautiful. She's an old hag like me. Not her 40s. <laughs> so she's not happy about this because of course Nicholas tells her. Oh yeah. As soon as she comes oh yeah, in. he immediately rats Such her out. Such a rat. <laughs> what is, who are you going out with? And of course, this, understandably rubs Regina up the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, it would kind of rub anybody up the wrong way. And uh, she's she heads off to get ready for the barbecue, but she's kind of a bit worried about Bruce because he hasn't even been in touch with her about picking her up. Yeah, and he usually would call ahead to, you know, mm. figure just out a time. time and, yeah. You know, just, yeah, admin. Yeah. <laughs> Regular stuff like that. <laughs> Social admin. It's like, yeah. So, cut to one Bruce one. Parked <laughs> outside the Wakefield's house. Mm. And Regina and Bruce are having one of those couple conversations in a car as I'm going somewhere, you know. Before we go in. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) In fairness, I think we've all had them, even when they're not about, you know, somebody's cheating on you. True. (laughs) So she confronts Bruce. Regina confronts Bruce about his flaky ways. Yeah, that he'd stood her up for their lunch date the day before and he keeps cancelling on her. Uh, And she's like, what's what's the story? And he's all shifty in his Cheetos. Yeah. He's like, oh, looking away from her when he's making excuses. And he's like, ah, let's go inside. Yeah, we don't want to be rude to the Wakefields. God forbid. Oh, God, heaven for fucking bed. <laughs> so obviously Regina's still worried because he is acting weird. 
He is. she's actually tried to and talk he, to him. And yeah, and he's still being really shifty and odd with her. Yeah. yeah. And when they arrive, Jess asks him to come and help at the barbecue. And he's really turning into his true self. Mm. Um, I'd be glad to help, he said cheerfully. Regina, would you mind? Though I'm much better at grilling steaks, he added, with a characteristic money is no object grin. <laughs> what kind of a grin is that? <laughs> is it like the dollar emoji with like the guy <laughs> with the, <laughs> the like dollar tongue? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> is that Bruce it all is. this time? He's been it hiding in our phones. <laughs> Oh, I now I think we know what the emoji for this uh, when we do the episode description. Oh on my Twitter god! Is. Boom! Yeah. <laughs> Remember um, this. Yes. Um, and uh, Bruce is also he's delighted to have an excuse to just get away from Regina. Yeah. And actually, Jess kind of notices this. So yeah, like he actually looks relieved basically when he has an excuse to get away from her, mm. which is really shitty. Like. Oh, it really is. Oh, he's terrible in this book mm, but it's, it's just back to his original self so it's yeah. not really surprising so everyone's having great fun at the party um, they're all playing like frisbee baseball and romping around the sunlight's turning golden but it's still warm which it's idyllic as fuck it really is <laughs> but Regina's sitting down at a table and she's still she feels a bit shy we're sort of reminded that she hasn't actually spent that much time in Sweet Valley that's true actually yeah I suppose the the semester or whatever probably had already started by the time she came to school and then when she was gone Mm. to Switzerland so she's kind of not really in any particular group Mm. I guess though we have been told multiple times before especially when she left for Sweet Valley this was like the first time she'd ever had friends yeah true so (laughs) it's a bit of a contradiction a little bit yeah though not as big a contradiction as the bit where as she gazes around the friendly group um, we're told she, she looks around Olivia Davidson was a really nice shy artsy type of girl Olivia isn't shy no she's not she's quite so she's confident that's her whole thing yeah but then next to Olivia was Caroline Pierce a redhead with an animated welcoming personality she was sweet and lots of fun okay <laughs> but maybe this is just Regina's impression of her oh you that's know actually... more so than actual facts that would make you more sense. You are crediting the writer with a lot more sophistication <laughs> yeah, I'm than giving I was. Them, the benefit of the day. You really are. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay. I'll take it. So anyway, she's pondering then how great, you know, Cara is lovely and she's mellowed since she went out with Stephen Wakefield and yeah. everybody's delightful. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I we'd, we could agree to disagree, Regina. True. With that one. <laughs> um, but she notices that Maria is kind of looking looking at her a bit funnily and she doesn't know why. And of course we know that Maria's been going around gossiping about her which is yeah. very un-Maria-ish it to kind be of is. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically most of the people in this group know what the story is mm. with Amy but again Regina's in the dark. Which so. is another reason by the way why Liz should have told her because yeah. literally it's it's not like it's just a few people know like it was so widespread mm. and I think she sort of had to even if it was just in Amy's head. Just that she'd have all the facts. Yeah. Yeah. Because I understand, I think Jeffrey did have a totally good point about not, I can't believe I'm saying those words, but anyway. <laughs> Why do they keep making us defend Jeffrey? <laughs> no! Oh, God damn it, Ghost Riders. But when he did say, like, you have to, uh, you know, it could be just in Amy's head. But it's, I think at this stage, the rumor has gone so far yeah. that they kind of have to say something. Yeah. Because she's going to hear it one way or the other. True, yeah, yeah. From Liz saying, look, this is so, probably yeah, mad, from, from an actual but... friend rather than someone who's trying to upset her. Like, mm. yeah. Speaking of Amy... She makes her appearance. She sure does. It's dramatic. <laughs> she struts in. Yeah. I think she literally says something like, it's me. 
Oh, no, she says, hey, guys. <laughs> when my husband was a toddler, he used to come into rooms and just go, it's me. <laughs> and expect everybody to just, uh, oh, cheer him. That's a great entrance. Or, I'm here. Oh. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. It's okay, I'm it's, here. <laughs> it's time for the, the it's toddler to the horsey dungarees time. <laughs> Cute. So Amy has the social skills of a toddler. There you go. And her eyes, unlike a toddler's, her eyes, her eyes lock with those of Bruce. Yeah. And it's a moment. They have a little moment. Yeah. They kind of look at each other, and Amy has this kind of like knowing smile, and Regina's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Because here? Bruce is obviously looking back at her with the big. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like frozen at the barbecue. Um, He's heart eyes emoji. God, no one has any chill for fuck's sake. Oh well, they never do. <laughs> So I was surprised by this. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of at this moment, Amy or Regina's fears, she's conscious fears. She's kind of putting it together. Yeah, yeah. All comes together. And then when Amy joins Bruce at the barbecue, he's like, oh, Bruce, let me give you a hand with those burgers. Regina is just miserable. Oh. And then cut to Liz, who is thinking how the barbecue has been an amazing success, even though her supposed one of her best friends is sitting there like a fucking lemon on her own <laughs> all night. Like, Regina's been isolated for the entire evening by the sounds of it. Yeah. It's like, come on, And this just left her there. Didn't try to include her. Didn't, you oh, know, send, like, even send one of her minions like Enid over to talk to her. <laughs> no, just left her there. Yeah. Supposedly her beloved friend and Bruce and Amy are nowhere to be seen. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, because Elizabeth is kind of surveying the scene and you've got Olivia playing her guitar, of course. Oh, God, <laughs> With a group around her. Winston Maria. The wind. Winston Maria, Enid and Ken were telling ghost stories by the pool. It's like, I want to be in that group. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, and then there's people just kind of scattered around the yard mm. and just looking up at the stars. And she's kind of like, hang on, where's Bruce? And she's like, oh, shit, where's Amy? <gasps> and then she basically sees him snogging behind a tree. So uncool. Oh, like, my God, just- Keep it in your pants and for like re- an hour. <laughs> for fuck's sake, like, because Regina is just sitting on her own by the pool. And then Jeffrey goes off to basically drag them out. Oh my God. But of course. Because Elizabeth tries to distract Regina so yeah. she won't see them emerge basically from behind this tree. <laughs> but it doesn't work. No. Unsurprisingly. It does not. And then Regina realises what's going on. She sees the two of them coming out of the shadows and she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And you all knew, you bastards. It's actually a really genuinely dramatic scene. Yeah, she properly kicks off and she's yeah. dead, right? Like, Oh, completely right. She's all like, you all knew all along. She said, I thought you were my friend. She repeated, her voice so cold and angry. She sounded like a stranger. You all knew. You knew and you let me come here and make a fool of myself. True. Yeah. And then when, uh, when, when Liz tries to stop her and... Regina's like no she grabs Bruce's keys and says I'm driving home I'm going to leave these keys in the letterbox I never want to talk to you again and then she turns to Amy and I'm really glad she does it she says I hate you I hate all of you you make me feel as if I'm worthless worse than worthless it's so dramatic it really is she really fucking lets them have it it's kind of amazing says I hate you to Amy she's a massive bitch it's satisfying isn't it (laughs) it's like fuck you Amy (laughs) but of course Liz thinks she's being exempt from this she tries to get uh, Regina to stop She'll give her a lift. But Regina spun round to face Elizabeth, her eyes like ice. Thanks, I really appreciate your consideration, Elizabeth. She spat out sarcastically. From the way you've acted tonight, it's obvious how much you really care about my feelings. Tell it like it is. Fucking hell, she's dropping truth bombs. Oh, in about fucking time. It's amazing. But also it's kind of gas because it's like Elizabeth was talked out of interfering and now look what's happened. So it's like the moral of the story is you let Elizabeth Wickfield (laughs) interfere in your life when she wants to unless you want everything to go to (gasps) shit. This is true. (laughs) The natural order of things. You've got to go with it. She didn't get to interfere and now it's all gone tits up. (gasps) 
Well, see, yeah, we'll all bear this in mind. That's a lesson. <laughs> when we give out about her in the future, I know, yeah. we'll remember this lesson. <laughs> so poor Regina, she goes home, all the family are out and she just cries. That's really Cries sad. herself to sleep. Yeah, she's really upset. And in fairness, who would blame her? I know, yeah, it's very justified. Next day is Sunday and usually that's a chill morning in the Morrow household. But for once, Regina is just devastated. Yeah. She realises, and this is very good insight because it seems to be entirely true. She realises that being in love was like a novelty for Bruce. Yeah, you know, that is true, actually. He, he'd never been in a relationship before. He'd never, he'd always enjoyed the pursuit more than the capture. Yeah, he's all about the chase. Like, yeah. yeah, we're told dating one pretty desirable girl after another had been part of the old Bruce Patman image. The image that had compelled him to get license plates for his car that read, One Bruce One! <laughs> Does yours say One Bruce One? Because mine yeah. just says Bruce One. <gasps> Oh my God, so does mine. Oh. I subconsciously put in the one. <laughs> well, I'm, again, ghostwriter, come on. Yeah. What are Everyone you doing? knows it's one Bruce We one. all know it's one Bruce one. <laughs> so yeah, it's basically being in love for the first time is an excitement and a novelty and they, they rather impulsively they say the transatlantic romance was exciting. <laughs> well yeah, I suppose it's the fact that they had stuff going on like it's the first time they've actually been settled and normal for a while yeah because they kind of got together and then she was almost straight away off to Switzerland she wasn't there that long she wasn't but as soon as she came back she was held hostage at gunpoint (laughs) yeah true this series is just so funny there's lots of little recaps in this book in particular actually and it's so funny when you see them enlisted one after the other it's like this is just bonkers yeah it is like the uh, the the time in the last book where Jessica's telling the sociology student (laughs) she's masquerading as a date like there was a time I forced somebody to let me on their TV show and yeah. I was in a cave with a bear <laughs> and then I smuggled a puppy into her house <laughs> not quite as exciting but yeah sure no, Jessica yeah. Um, yeah I do love when they do that because it just highlights the complete oh, just ridiculous how crazy this whole town is but uh, yeah Regina acknowledges that maybe Bruce it's just that things have been so settled and normal for the last while that mm. maybe he's just getting bored or they're kind of and she finds she's been a bit clingy and insecure but that is co- because of his behaviour in fairness he has been constantly cancelling on her true. so it's kind of been a vicious circle in that yeah, sense yeah that's very true like he she was being clingy because he literally kept cancelling on her yeah. yeah so that's kind of realistic yeah so uh, yeah she's um, she's sort of having a lot of realisations mm. and then when she joins her family um, she discovers that Bruce rang while she was in the shower or something and Nicholas starts sticking his oar in ugh so like, oh, I heard there was trouble at the party last night. How? <laughs> Literally, he's like Varys in Game of Thrones. Like, nothing gets past Nicholas Marr. He's got fucking he spies, spies everywhere. <laughs> so creepy. He really does, but he doesn't actually know the full details. So no, I don't know. no, that's true. How would you just have heard, oh, there was trouble, but not that your girlfriend's boyfriend got off with somebody else behind a tree. And then... <laughs> Jesus. She lost the rag and screamed at everybody. Yeah. Anyway, she tells her family that she and Bruce are... Donezo. Yep. And she needs distraction and Justin will suffice. Mm-hmm. So they go out together and they go. <laughs> he takes her for some reason to Kelly. To Kelly's. <laughs> Amazing. And it's actually not that scary. It's not. They don't even have to hijack a car to get there. No. Actually, are these the first people who have gone there just, you know, <laughs> voluntarily? <laughs> I think they are. <laughs> uh, though he, I mean, he did drive there and she is a bit worried that like... He's drinking as soon yeah. as he gets in and she's like, shit, am I going to, should I offer to drive home? Like, yeah, she's mm. a bit like, oh, this is, she's really out of her element, I guess. Yeah. The kind of By thing the way, here. we're told that Kelly's just as totally cool with underage drinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, quite explicitly, so good to know. Um, yeah, uh, so they have a sort of a bit of a heart to heart and actually Justin is kind of, 
He's kind of fine. Like, he says... He's been through some shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we've yeah. got to find out. But he actually, he, when, when he finds out she's never been to Kelly's, boy says, you've never been to Kelly's? Just to repeat it incredulously. You're kidding. Boy, you really have led a sheltered life. Like, yeah, fair. And then she realises that Kelly's is actually kind of normal. I think yeah. she was expecting it to be like... It's some, probably been hyped up so much as yeah. like this really scary place. And now there's going to be constant bar fights. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like people drinking and there's it's a guy fine, polishing like, glasses. Yeah, it's, it's like there's a jukebox, a guy polishing yeah. glasses. Like, this is all very normal and calm. And he doesn't pressurise her to have a drink. No. He, she, he offers to buy her a beer. And it wouldn't be that weird that a 16-year-old would drink a beer in a place that, you know... It serves on to Yeah. <laughs> but um, she has a Coke and... And she apologises, he apologises for taking her somewhere she might feel uncomfortable. Like, he's actually quite, now he's stopped badgering her. Well, I suppose now he's got what he wanted. But anyway, um, <laughs> but he's actually quite respectful. He's being, yeah, reasonably considerate. Hmm. And he starts, he tells her his tragic tale. Oh God, real, you know, your typical date type oh, yeah, talking. Straight in there <laughs> with hell. the tragedy, in the, like the first day. Yeah, because he kind of says he doesn't want to go on about his family because it's too depressing. And then he's like, so yeah, my dad was stabbed to death, basically. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, what? <laughs> so his dad used to run a liquor like a, store, a liquor store mm. on Putnam Avenue, which isn't the greatest part of town. But then these two guys uh, came in to rob it and mm. his dad got stabbed because he'd rung the like bell for... Or the, the alarm, or yeah. the alarm, or something. So whatever kids that were trying to rob him stabbed him when they panicked, uh, and he died. Yeah. So then his mother started taking pills that the doctors gave her to calm her down, but she's been kind of hooked on them ever since. Yep. And he took a year off school to try and decide what to do about everything. And he was kind um, of looking after his mother as well. He kind of was because mm. they made it sound like he was out of school because he just kept cutting class and was kind of a deviant or whatever. Yeah. But actually, he's had some shit going no, on. No, he's like, got good actual reason. real life issues. Yeah. His mother's been, her father's been murdered. Yeah. And his mother's addicted to tranquilizers. Yeah, so. like Fair that, that's. Uh, yeah, that's some real shit. So, uh, yeah, and apparently his girlfriend Molly kind of kept him relatively sane mm. during the whole thing. Uh, who's this girl, Molly Hecht? Yes. So she's the one who who had previously been mentioned as kind of being bad news. Yes, but uh, it turns out that she's sort of she's she's wasn't she wasn't always a delinquent. Mm. She's just got in with a bad crowd. Yeah. Jan Brown. Fucking Jan Brown. Ugh, she's part of a hardcore drug set. Jesus. <laughs> Like in Sweet Valley, come on! How hardcore can it actually be? Are hardcore? Like they're going to be doing a hair. Like he's worried they're going to be hung smack. It's yeah, quite quickly. But um, he he and Molly have grown apart, but he still really cares about her. He does, and he's just really worried about her that she's fallen in with this crowd, and he's just like, oh, nothing good can come of this. She's clearly vulnerable. Yeah, and Regina's heart goes out to him. She decides she's going to help him. At school, while poor old Regina is like still heartbroken, Amy is raving about how the barbecue was the best night of her whole life. Oh, Jesus. And Jess is annoyed because Liz is holding her responsible for Regina's misery because she persuaded her not to... Not a blab. Yeah. yeah. And Amy is like, oh, I hope Bruce doesn't, you know, stop, stops worrying about Regina soon because he's going on about her all the time. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, yeah. It'd be even weirder if he wasn't True. talking about her. Yeah. And He's not completely heartless. Yeah. And then Jess mentions Regina and Justin and Amy's like, oh, I hope Regina isn't rebounding into a new relationship because that would really drive Bruce crazy. Like, That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> literally. With you. And Jess wonders if Regina has getting together with Justin um, as sort of revenge on her old... Yeah, she Comrades. kind of she can kind of see the appeal with Justin because he is good looking mm. and you know has that whole like dangerous aura about him or whatever. I imagine him looking a bit like uh, young Christian Slater. Okay, mm. like Heather is kind of yeah yeah mm. I see that okay. Uh, even though he does have ginger hair, which sort of 
Does he? Okay. He's oh, going over it, yeah. yeah. No okay. offense to Red Hair at Freefall, but that JD. Does, yeah. <laughs> that does take away from it somewhat. The edge is lost slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like guilty for that. But still, the heart wants what it wants. Well, look at <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Jessica wonders whether Regina is doing the right thing, falling in love with someone whose middle name seemed to be trouble. Ooh. It certainly is. <laughs> but yeah, if even Jessica's kind of concerned, it's like, oh, maybe maybe there actually is some cause for yeah. concern here. Because she doesn't show any concern for other human she beings. She doesn't give a shit. I'm actually, it's even this is out of character, to be honest. It kind of is, yeah. So Regina's trying to take care of Justin. She's like giving her history notes. Yeah, she's just trying to fix him, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and he is touched because he says he's usually... And he doesn't sort of say it in a boasting way, but he's usually the one who sort of has to look after other people's And shit. mind everyone, yeah. But he also knows how crappy that is. Yeah. So he doesn't want her to feel responsible for him. He's actually, this is the moment it's, where he this is... is the most considerate anyone has been yeah. in a long time. <laughs> he's actually, you know, a decent person. He is, I mean, yeah. his initial sort of slightly stalkery behaviour yeah. was a dog. Yeah, he had a bad, a rough start. Yeah. But, you know, he, he is, he's a lot more together he's than kind of okay. a lot of them. And it really is clearly that he's really worried about Molly. Yeah. And she is the real love of his life. True. And Regina's touched by his bravery. She sort of realises how, you know, she and Bruce just led sheltered lives, but how Justin has really suffered. That turns her on. Yeah, she kind of, she romanticises the suffering a little bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Um, She thought he was the most romantic guy she had ever met. Yikes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, she's like, oh, there's a bit of a frisson between them, but he clearly loves Molly and she you know says to herself she better watch herself because she doesn't shouldn't fall in love with the rebound yeah but then Molly turns up and things get weird <laughs> Molly is so strange oh my god she's so fucking weird she's really odd because she's not on drugs on this she's scene. not and it's she sounds like someone who is yeah, the way she carries on she's really irrational and inconsistent very strange yeah so she's uh, she's a, she has a turned up basically to you know badger uh, Justin about this party she's having on Saturday. On Saturday night, yeah, because her, her mother is out of town every year around this time mm. and her dad lives in San Francisco, so she usually throws a big party. It's like her annual free gaff. At this time of year, yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, yeah, but she's just so odd because she kind of comes over and sounds like she's really mad at him. Yeah. And then she kind of does this really, like, fake nice kind of bit to Regina where she's she, like, oh, you'd really like it. Because she tells her that Buzz is going to show. Yeah. A serious Buzz. And then she looks at Regina going, I bet you'd like Buzz. He's a real good friend of mine. And she's doing it properly. Yeah. Like, it's really insincere and like Funny obviously little so. smile on her face. Yeah, it's really strange. And Regina's understandably feeling weird. Yeah. And Justin looks at Molly with ex- an expression Regina couldn't quite place. Compassion, fondness, annoyance, something like despair. Mm. And he tells Molly, don't let Buzz show up. Yeah, and Molly's like, oh, you never know with Buzz. Yeah. And then she actually turns to Regina and has like a proper smile, like a real and smile. Nice and does seem sincere. And it's like, oh, please come. She said gently, putting her hand on Regina's shoulder. I don't even know who you are, but any friend of Justin's is a friend of mine. I mean it. And she is being sincere yeah. here. And it's like, what is this chick's fucking deal? She's so weird. <laughs> she's really odd. Oh, my God. And she stays odd till the end. Yeah, so, pretty much. Know, she's... Uh, She's she's cute. she's an enigma. She sure is. And uh, Regina is understandably really confused. She's like, what the fuck is going on with this one? <laughs> Liz, of course, is worried about, uh, still worried about Regina because she's been ignoring all her old pals. Well, can't really blame her. And she's been <laughs> hanging around with Justin and co ever since the barbecue. Yeah, every time Liz has seen her, she's been with Justin. 
Mm. And Liz tries to apologise to Regina again and it just does not go well. No, she's she's really short with her, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and yeah. She, um, oh, she handles it badly. like She does. But Regina also says then or mentions that Justin's going to take her for a spin oh. on his motorbike. So straight away Elizabeth is like, no. Motorbikes. <laughs> In fairness, I suppose if I've been put in a coma by a motorbike, I, I suppose I, you'd be pretty, wa- pretty wary of them too, yeah. But then she starts warning um, Regina about Molly and Jan Brown and... Liz is like I don't need you or sorry Regina's like I don't need you to lecture me about Justin and his friends because basically how you know are my friends any better my friends let this happen yeah, to me and she's and also had all... this from Nicholas already and her mother so she's kind of just fed up with people being on her case about it yes and in fairness who could blame her yeah and she she goes off and Enid and Liz are worried and Enid remembers her old wild days when she was huffed up on Benny's. Oh Jesus. Yeah, she's like, remember how hard it was for me to handle the fast crowd? Because Liz is really upset like when Liz, or when Regina's so short with her. I think Liz starts crying when she's talking to Enid. It's like yeah. she's just so not used to people telling her to stay the fuck out of their business. <laughs> she can't true. handle it at all. <laughs> no resilience, Liz. None. Really. <laughs> And Amy and Bruce meet the mysterious Mimi, who was studying to be a social worker. Okay. And w- I, like, really, so many... Qu- I know we mentioned this at the top of the episode, but so many questions about Mimi. Yeah. What is happening? She's is she she's trying to take down Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> is she an undercover cop? Like, is this a 21 Jump Street kind of situation? Like, oh, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, because we're told that, you know, she also, as well as knowing the... Sort of authorities um, and the police, and yeah, you know, working through clinics. She knows enough people, both at college and in the community, to know the underground scene. What is the Sweet Valley underground oh scene? Oh my god! I want more. Yeah, <laughs> I really want more about this. Um, so yeah, she's telling them loads of questions or telling them loads of things about I don't know drugs. It's the Sweet drug Valley. scene. Yeah, <laughs> very, very vague. That's and so then Mimi asks them if they know a girl called Margaret Hecht because she's part of a group of Sweet Valley High druggies oh who God. have never been mentioned before, no. obviously. And apparently she's having a big party at her house on Saturday and one of the biggest dealers in college is number one on the guest list. <laughs> Why aren't you going to the police then? I know. What is happening? Why are you telling these two high school students about it? Yeah, because she's like, Buzz, he's the biggest drug dealer in my college right now. And he latches on to kids who have the cash to become steady customers. And he goes on about how dangerous Buzz is and how, you know, he's getting kids hooked on drugs. And Bruce's response is, is this guy's name really Buzz Bruce demanded? <laughs> how is that your first yeah, question, for fuck's sake? <laughs> like, really? That's the most important thing? Oh, so, yeah, listen to this. We're trying hard to get Buzz locked up, Mimi confided. The people I work for at the clinic really want him put away. We've been working with private detectives for the past month trying to track him down. And that's how I know he's been invited to the Hex on Saturday. Like, I know the Sweet Valley High cops are fucking useless. True. But really, why is it... Why why is a drug clinic the ones... They're doing the legwork for (laughs) taking down a drug cartel. So strange. Odd. Anyway, basically, Bruce also realises that this is a girl that is, is Regina's more or less been hanging around with or hanging around with one of her crowds. Yeah, because Mimi's kind of telling them to say, look, if you know anyone who's going to this party, just basically warning them about yeah. it. That, you know, this guy Buzz is a smooth operator. Yeah. And Except dangerous. he really isn't what we see. Oh my God, he's so <laughs> uncool. <laughs> but um, Bruce is worried. 
Because he, right, he doesn't know how. Well, actually, I mean, Regina is very persuadable, so he's actually right to be worried. In fact, he he's very right to be worried. Well, look, yeah. <laughs> As it happens. No. Um, so Bruce calls Regina and says, you can't trust Justin. And she's basically basically like, like she's so you're sick. telling me she's so fucking sick of people telling her this so she's just like would you all just fuck off and oh, leave so me alone oh so coming from Bruce like saying you uh, can't yeah. Bruce should not be telling her she mm-hmm. can't trust anyone no not appropriate and uh, she's just revolted that <laughs> he's giving her daring to give her advice especially when she mentions he mentions Amy's cousin oh, yeah and she's like tell Amy yeah I don't appreciate her advice so Bruce has had no joy, unsurprisingly. Mm. And Jess has heard all about this supposed drug fest <laughs> from Amy and tells Liz. Yeah, but it's like it's Saturday by the time she actually tells Elizabeth about it, which is like the day of the party. Yeah, and Liz, Liz is like, like you've, you've, you know, tell me? you've yeah. known about this since Thursday. Yeah. So she rings Regina. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, so poor Regina's just getting a succession of phone calls of people badgering her yeah. not to go to this party and not to get out with Justin. She's like, "Lads, fuck off!" Seriously, she basically <laughs> tells them that. Yeah, yeah. With, I mean, who could blame her? Yeah, they all handle this very oh, badly. No one does it well, like at mm. all. So she gets dressed for the party, and we're told that some of Justin's friends dressed strangely. Mm. So she's worried she'll stand out in her conservative garb. Mm. And she's, she's all confused about her feelings for Justin. We're told he hates all authority. But of course, Regina doesn't hate all authority. True. And she's feeling bad for being short with people and kind of cutting people off and stuff. But it's yeah. mostly Elizabeth, of course, that yeah. she's feeling bad about. Of course. <laughs> so she writes her a letter. <sighs> yeah. She sits down and writes a whole letter, gets a stub. It's a mysterious letter as well, because we don't know what she's actually after writing in Uh-oh, it. Not, not yet. Mm, but no. she, um, yeah, she posts it before going off to meet uh, Justin. Yeah. And she's feeling like she's going to mend some bridges after this party. She's yeah. going to get back, back. Get back on track. Mm. Before the party, Justin reassures her because she's getting a bit worried about this whole buzz. Yeah, they stop in Casey's for a drink or something mm. beforehand. And she kind of tries to talk him out of going to the party. I think, yeah. she, I think all the warnings are kind of slightly getting to her. And she's just like, mm, maybe we shouldn't go. Several people have said this scary bu- drug dealer is going to be there. Yeah. And obviously he knows Buzz, yeah, because he's part of the scene, mm-hmm. and he says, "Look, you could just ignore him, which yeah, is possible. That's true. Um, and actually, the real reason he wants to go to the party is because he's really worried about Molly yeah. because she is susceptible. Yeah, like, she's vulnerable he wants right to now, keep an eye and he, on her. he's trying to keep an eye on her. Yeah, and uh, Regina starts to kind of lecture him a bit. She's like, "Don't you want to get off probation and start applying yourself?" And he is like, "No lectures. Yeah, you're not my teacher. Or you're a social worker, and." He, but then he apologises and says, look, I'm really worried about Molly in this party. Yeah. I'm just freaking out. I'm taking out on you. For once, somebody actually apologises straight away. And True. Says, you know, <laughs> so just leaving it fester and yeah. everything gets worse. But yeah, she kind of realises as well that he is properly in love with Molly and yeah. is like, OK, look, I want to help my friend. So, OK, let's, yeah. just, let's go. And then they sort of share, they accept their, their feelings. She ba- she tells him that she knows he's in love with Molly and yeah. he basically, you know, it's it's all open. And oh it's yeah, like nice. everything's above board. Like there's no mm. no kind of ulterior motives or anything going on here. Yeah, yeah. So it's party time. <sighs> but um, but meanwhile, Liz is nervously pacing around at home, and she asks Jess for advice. But Jessica does not give a shit. <laughs> not one single fuck. <laughs> She's just 
applying spray on hair color. She is. She's putting uh, spray into her hair and putting reddish streaks mm. into her blonde mane. She's mm. like, isn't it fun? I look like a rock star. <laughs> you look like a freak, Elizabeth said gloomily. <laughs> Help me, Jess. Tell me what I should do. Why are you asking her? Oh, I know. But actually, she gives a... Well, I mean, is it's a good suggestion in retrospect. Yeah. Um, so she says, "Call tell Nicholas. Yeah. She's like, that way you can dump the responsibility on him. Yeah, exactly. Well, he is her brother. Yeah. So. And I suppose Nicholas doesn't know about the party. Like, he knows about That's that true. she's hanging out with Justin, but he doesn't know about this whole party. And like, That's his spies haven't got as far as that yet. I've got on to buzz. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just like, what, a party with drugs? And he's heading over to Molly's house. Yeah. And Regina's like, I know, or sorry, Liz is like, I know Regina will be angry about this, but I had no choice. Yeah. And Nicholas goes off, but he's stopped by the cops. Uh-oh, because he was rushing out the door and he couldn't find his wallet, so he just went anyway. But now mm. that he's been stopped by the cops, oh yeah, he was speeding because he was in a hurry. Yeah. But he doesn't have his wallet, which means he has no driver's license with him. And he's like, it's an emergency. And the police are like, how many times have we heard this before? So <laughs> They take him down to the station. Yep. Yeah. Regina is at the party now and she is shocked. I'll tell you, I think what was it that I wrote down? This ain't no Wakefield barbecue or Lila Fowler shindig. <laughs> Tiki will not be playing Trivial Pursuit at this. There are no ice sculptures. None. Uh, yeah, it is, um, it's it's quite a dingy affair. Yeah, well, the house is entirely dark. There's mm. candles lit in the living room and the stereo was playing so loud it was hard to hear anything <gasps> and the place is packed. So it actually just sounds like a regular fucking house party. <laughs> if you ask me. It's like, oh no, this party sounds completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's people drinking and smoking. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. like, it's all kind of part of the course, like lads. late teenage party <laughs> yeah. to me. And so Molly is not very friendly to Regina, unsurprisingly. Mm. But if she's bad, Jan Brown. Fucking Jan, what is her problem? Oh my God, she's 10 times worse. Yeah. She's really awful. She really is. She's, um, she starts saying things like, we know all about you, Jan said in a sinister voice to Regina. My boyfriend Jay have, and I have been doing, what do you call it? A little research on you. Yeah, that is what you call it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, because I think Regina's been left on her own at this stage because uh, Justin has gone off to dance with Molly. Yeah, and actually so, Justin did say to Regina, do you mind if I dance yeah. with Oh yeah, no, that's Molly all fine. Like, but it was like, just the fact that she's on her own now and kind of feeling uncomfortable. So Jan, Jan sort of pounces Jan on Jan's kind of pounces and Jan is so ridiculous. Oh, she's, she's kind cartoonish. Of, she kind of slags off Regina a bit and then she's like, you do drugs, Jan asks, <laughs> exhaling smoke through her nose and it's just like, she sounds like such a fucking narc. Like, can you imagine? Hey kids, do you yeah. do drugs? Hey fellow kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> What sort of drugs? Where can I get some drugs? Oh, oh do you want to tell God. me how we can get some drugs? I know, yeah. It's so um, silly. Uh, yeah, she's surprised that Regina doesn't do isn't off her tits on coke all the time because <laughs> she's a rich kid. I'm really surprised Lila doesn't do coke. Lila seems very likely actually, mm, doesn't she? Yeah. kids at the country club. Acting out against her dad. Yeah. Oh, She's a prime candidate for coke. didn't have that storyline yeah. is very surprising. And yeah, um, it's it's kind of it's a it's an awkward moment for Regina and she notices in the background Justin Justin sort of giving out to Molly basically obviously trying to tell her to stay the sweet and narrow yeah our straight and narrow and just as the tension is mounting the doorbell arrives <laughs> and it comes buzz oh god but it's so silly like Molly literally tells everyone to be quiet they turn down the music and she announces him like it's Downton Abbey or something she's like shut up everyone it's it's so strange and then he enters in 
and sip reds. Uh, reds is our mouth. And with a grin hollered, okay, everyone, let's party. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like the so least weird. chill drug dealer. Zero chill. In the world. Oh, my God. And Regina doesn't like the glazed expressions <gasps> on the rapt faces around her. Uh-oh. She just wants to go home. And in she fairness. Does. Yeah. By the way, this does remind me when I went to a party when I was in college (laughs) and I saw sort of, you know, it was just a normal student party. Yeah. In a friend's house, a shared house. And then I saw a girl in the corner, very, quite, you know, very, uh, quite glamorous looking, you know, hiply dressed girl pull up her her top and inject her hip. And I was like, oh, fuck, this (laughs) is not. This is out of my league. I was at the Regina Bar at that moment. <laughs> then I discovered... She's diabetic. She is diabetic. <laughs> she, is, she has been a good friend ever since. She is hardcore. Holy fuck, <laughs> I'm out. I was like, I am out of my depth. I was like, oh, it was a girl injecting herself. I was like, oh yeah, that's Claire. Like, she has to do that, you know, five times a day. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, that's so, sorry for judging you, Claire, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, but there was a moment where I really did feel like this. I was like, I'm out of my okay, oh I'm just used to class B drugs. This is like, <laughs> this is too much. This is scary. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, Regina is is me in 1994. <laughs> and, uh, and cut to the police station where Officer Riley yeah, takes Nick's statement. He does. But yeah, Nicholas is trying to explain that he was hurrying because his sister is at this party and there's drugs and is scared for her and everything. And yeah, they kind of, they do actually say, oh, we can write it up later. Let's get over to this party and see what's going on over there. It just seems really strange. I know. Well, I mean, it's this sweet Valley Police Force. I know, they're terrible. You'd think Nicholas would know how terrible they were given oh, his previous experiences true. with them. But uh, yeah, they're off. They're on the... They're on the tail of... Uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Buzz. <laughs> and then uh, back to the party. Regina's looking around for Justin and she comes into a room that's full of people smoking splips, mm. including Jan and Molly. And Jan accuses her of stealing Molly's boyfriend. Yeah, she keeps saying this to her and it's just like, oh, that's not what I'm here yeah. for. Like, he's just my friend. Fuck off. Like, And it actually sort of triggers a realisation with her because she's... Uh, she says that Justin loves Molly and anyway, she you can't steal another person away. They're not possessions. Yeah. And that gives her a bit of a moment about uh, She kind of has a bit of insight, yeah, about Bruce. Amy and Bruce and kind of realises, look, if, if people were properly in love, you know, they're not going to cheat on each other, I guess. Yeah. yeah, or, you know, it's you can't control another person's True. actions. True, yeah. Now, there is a genuinely amazing uh, bit where Molly or Jan is taught to you going, Miss Goody Two-Shoes, come down for a night to watch the freaks, right? <laughs> or do you plan to take a souvenir with you when you leave the zoo? Just on. <laughs> Sorry, she got OTG. Jan is just the worst. <laughs> She's so weird. She's a really odd fucking person. Yeah. She's very inconsistent, even for somebody who does shitloads of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then somebody comes in to say, oh my God, it's Molly's brother. He goes, hey, you guys. Guys, Ty Hecht shrieked. These are the least fucking chill drug dealers ever. Buzz is getting out the stuff right now and he told me to tell you to hurry before it's all gone. Oh my God. Buzz gives away a lot of his wares. Yeah, who's paying him for this? <laughs> oh my God. He's the worst drug dealer ever. <laughs> he is just handing out lines Look of coke. Hell. He's like drug Santa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is. And actually, because Justin's worried that he's going to be getting money onto heroin yeah so he's got like a bag of smack in there as well <laughs> Jesus <laughs> everything about it is bizarre oh, and in the in the sitting room um, when they go in there Justin is arguing with Molly and 
Regina says she wants to go home and he's like, oh, listen, can we just go in a minute? I just need to keep an eye on Molly. I don't yeah. want her in here with them. Um, with mm. Or with Buzz. Yeah. And Buzz is, uh, yeah, because Buzz has got like the smack ready to, 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 hand, to hand her over. Um, so he takes out a whole load of cocaine and he starts chopping up lines. But he's like, like, he's very, kind of, it's like in the middle of the room. It's, it's, oh, it's so silly because even before that, he kind of like whips the like white packet or the, the packet of white powder out of his bag with a flourish and is like, would you all just take a look at this? <laughs> and it's like, dude. <laughs> What is your deal? <laughs> you are, I am surprised it has taken this long for the cops to catch up He's with you. He's incredibly you uncool, yeah. unsubtle, like unchill. And it's oh. just like, hey everybody, I got loads of drugs. <laughs> it's really bizarre. <laughs> it's very excited. He's mm. getting high in his own He's, I think he is. <laughs> Actually, if he was coked up to the eyeballs, this would be quite consistent. That would make more sense. Mm. Yeah. He's quite malic. Really of himself. Yeah. Annoying. Oh god. Yeah, that all checks out. <laughs> so uh yeah, he's like chopping up lines of coke and Molly is like, Oh, cocaine makes all your problems go away. So Regina Yeah, because Regina's kind of like, What's happening? What's he doing? Mm. She doesn't really understand. She's quite think. naive. Yeah. And well, I mean she's like sixteen, so yeah. fair enough. Um and she decides like I've been a goody two shoes all my life. I'm gonna do a line and yeah I kind of I do see where she's coming from and that she's just had everyone on her case for so long and she's yeah. so fed up of people badgering her and then being called like Miss Goody Two Shoes and she's just like do you know what fuck it I'm just going to yeah. do this and shut you all up Yeah, and the, the rest of them seem to do it all the time and yeah. they're fine and they're fine Yeah, and she does it and she feels genuinely she feels pretty good she yeah. just thinks she doesn't feel different but she suddenly feels fine so it's like she's genuinely not really worried anymore. But then Jan starts badgering her oh. to do another yeah, line. This is really this horrible. Is actually, yeah, this it's is quite horrible. upsetting, this bit. Yeah, I kind of this felt is surprisingly like. ho- upsetting, by the way, to read. It is, yeah. It's quite affecting. Um, yeah, because she's kind of, she's like, she kind of can't, she's, yeah, she keeps thinking how stupid she'd been to think it was a big deal. Because yeah, she's like, oh, it's she great. Feels great. Yeah. She's like, oh, this feels great, grinning happily as Jan held her head down. Because Jan is like, she needs another line. And Molly's like, yeah, she needs another line. Have her do another one. And Justin's like, no, no, no. But they, they literally yeah. push her head down. Yeah, and it happens quite quickly. Like, it just can't, you know, nobody can really do anything. Yeah, and so it's like Jan holds her head down and Buzz helps her. And so kind they basically of, stick a rolled up $20 bill in her Yeah, nose. under her, her nose and kind of make her do a yeah. second line. And, and Jan she, kind of tells her, like, commands her, just snort it. Yeah. And Regina tries to protest, but she can't. And then the next thing she knows, like, she's after snorting it and she's like oh I guess I really am kind of high and everyone's laughing and yeah. it's like oh this is gas but then she starts saying could everybody hear that noise because oh. yeah she felt as if she could do absolutely anything as if she were the most powerful person in the world but something was wrong on her chest and she feels a sort of drumming noise and it's her pulse yeah she thinks hearts. she can hear drums she's like can yeah. everyone hear those drums and Justin's like what are you talking about but then they kind of realise it's that her heart is fucking racing in her chest and her pulse has gone bananas completely yeah and it is quite, it is genuinely scary and Justin yeah. is like call an ambulance and Buzz what don't be an idiot Buzz hollered with this difficult <laughs> chill demeanor yeah. you're gonna call the cops and Justin's like look we've got to she's not well yeah. and then the cops burst in. Yeah, with Nicholas Morrow in tow because I guess they've been on the way while all this has been happening. Yeah. But, uh, and as we know, the um, the Sweet Valley High police will take random civilians with them along to various busts. <laughs> like with the oh, Carl, the orderly. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hop in, kids. 
<laughs> now, this could be dangerous, but who, oh, why God. not? Yeah, why not? You only live once. And yeah, the, Nicholas pushes Justin out of the way and goes to Regina, but she is kind of fucked. Yeah, she's after gone a very uh, unfortunate shade of white, apparently. Yeah. She's kind of, she's all woozy and can't really... Her yeah, pulse is all over the place. It is. And then she briefly gains consciousness and says, Nicholas, tell them, <laughs> tell them it wasn't anyone's fault. Oh, Jesus. This bit is ridiculous. <laughs> yes. It's like, don't talk with you. Are you okay? You were always, you were always such a good brother. And then... Oh, God, this makes me so mad. <laughs> then she starts trying to focus her eyes. Liz! <laughs> Where's Liz? I want to see Liz. Fuck off. No, she doesn't. She's looking for her parents, surely. Yeah, she's mentioned her fucking parents. Doesn't mention her parents once. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. Her dying words are, where's Liz? And Bruce, (laughs) Nicholas, find them. And they're literally the last words she ever says. Oh God. Spoiler alert. Infuriating though. She's not going to wake up. But yeah, she passes out completely at that point and the ambulance has arrived because the cops called for an ambulance as soon as mm. they came in and saw what was going down. So yeah, yeah they all rush after the hospital. Yeah, because Elizabeth is at a party in the Fowlers. Yeah, they've all gone there to watch videos on the big screen, I think was the plan there. Oh, fun that. But um, yeah, they go off. Uh, Nicholas and... Oh, sorry, not Nicholas. Bruce and Liz because they've been summoned by, by Nicholas head off and Bruce is in distress and blames himself. Yes. Yeah, well, he watched it away. Yeah. I know it technically isn't anyone's fault. But, but yeah, Elizabeth is like... You oh, should feel a bit guilty, to be honest. Elizabeth is like, don't be crazy. It isn't your fault. And then saying, if anyone was to blame, she was. It's like, oh my God, you it's don't have not... to make everything about you. <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. It is Bruce's fault. Yeah. <laughs> More Amy's. And, well, both... Oh, God. Bruce and Amy. Like. Well, I'm telling you, the next book made me... I remember reading it back in the day and being very angry about this. <laughs> that Bruce and Amy get away with Completely. a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they arrive at the hospital and they find um, Nicholas who tells them that Regina had a heart attack caused yeah. by the cocaine mm. and they're trying to revive him or revive her but then the Morrows come out and they say that it looks like she mightn't make it mm. and two hours later so there's a bit of tension here like I think if you were reading this for the first time it's so long ago that I read it yeah. that I can't remember my first yeah, reaction same. but I think it would be genuinely incredibly shocking what happens next Yeah, because there's a bit where Liz is like Regina can't believe it or sorry Elizabeth can't believe it Regina was young and strong she could recover from a heart attack couldn't she she was in a good hospital with good doctors so you sort of think it's going to be a bit like when Liz was in a coma yeah that she'll come through and it'll be okay because yeah Elizabeth is like she knew they could save her they had to that was all there was to it and then two hours later some doctors come out yeah and Regina's dead. She's dead, she's you guys. Dead. Yeah. She's actually dead. And the oh. doctor is really uh, kind of inappropriate. Instead oh, God, of holding yeah. it together, he starts crying, basically saying, it's absolutely tragic. Such a waste. Jesus Christ, dude. Incredible <laughs> this waste. is not how you deliver bad news to people. <laughs> and then starts putting his arm around them. And oh, like, God, stop it. Chill, calm down. Anyway, he says that, uh, yeah, Regina had a really rare reaction to... Yeah, Coke. she had a, a, a rare reaction which brought on sudden cardiac failure and then he also says it's possible that a heart murmur she's had since birth might have contributed to this. And I was like, well, fucking which is it? Yeah. And also, like, she's been in and out of hospital since she was a kid. Surely they would have picked up yes. on her having a heart murmur. She's a lot of scans. By now, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Nicholas just bursts in. He's all tear-stained saying, Regina's dead, he said brokenly. Oh my God. 
Um, Elizabeth would never forget the look on his face as long as she lived. Fuck, man. Yeah. Oh, no. This is properly sad and dark for the rest of the book. It is. so dark. So, yeah, Liz goes home and uh, the Wakefields are trying to comfort her, but she just can't. She's just trying to accept that Regina's dead. Yeah. And actually, it's not, you know, it's kind of real. It is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think especially anybody, and I have had a friend who died very suddenly, like, you know, random accident sort of thing mm. it is it's not yeah, yeah, terribly you, wrong as a depiction true like, yeah no you're kind of like no there's, there's obviously been a mistake and he's fine and, yeah you know, no, but that can't have happened they just got some crossed wires or something yeah like, no it can't be that so actually yeah. this is that is know, quite can't relatable. take this out of this yeah. yeah and then obviously at school everybody is subdued and mournful and neither Justin nor Molly have turned up in school yeah unsurprisingly and Chrome Dome Cooper <laughs> calls for a special assembly and Regina or Elizabeth is just mourning Regina um, she just can't really accept that she's dead which yeah. is also very realistic and accompanying her sense of sorrow was a feeling of pure rage unlike anything Elizabeth had ever experienced before she knew it was wrong to blame anyone but she couldn't help feeling that if Regina hadn't met Justin and his friends none of this would have happened Regina would still be alive if Amy and Bruce if they'd kept it in their fucking pants yeah like if yeah. Because, you know just break up with her yeah <laughs> Exactly. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a slightly unfair place to place all the blame. All the blame, If you're yeah. going to blame somebody. And like, you can understand wanting to blame somebody. Of course, yeah. You know, and it's a shit true. show. Like, there's no denying that. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's also not one person's fault. Bruce seems to be getting ahead of this very oh, likely. Very fucking likely, yeah. And uh, yeah, we also hear Lila saying about Justin and Molly, I think they should be locked up for the rest of their lives. I can't stand them for what they did to Regina. She must be fucking delighted. Regina's <laughs> out of the way. Oh my god! I bet you Lila fucking engineered this somehow. <laughs> He's got to Buzz getting oh a payoff god. from Lila. Yeah. <laughs> That's who's paying him. <laughs> That's how he can afford to just she fucking give away bankrolls this whole party. <gasps> oh. Get the competition out of the way. Well, all makes sense now. And then, literally, <laughs> uh, the rest of the all the rest of the gang each taking a turns to say. I didn't know you could die from cocaine. Oh, My very... older sister has friends who claim it's oh, great stuff. It's so heavy handed, yeah. isn't it? I'll bet, Winston said unhappily, I know one thing, I'm never going to try it. <laughs> Me neither, Lila Second. <laughs> yeah, right, Lila. <laughs> Though she does say, I know some of my dad's colleagues have kids who use coke all the time. Yeah. Boy, I'm sure glad I never wanted to. Do. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's all it's very after school especially along there, yes. isn't it? Yeah. And I think it probably worked because I think when you read this mm. that would scare the shit out of yeah. you like, if you were eleven and twelve reading oh that. Oh my Fuck god. Hell, man. Would you be Regina? You're gonna just say no. Fuck no. <laughs> so there's a special uh, assembly in school where Chrome Dome Cooper um says that the family um are gonna have a private funeral, which Seems very alien to an Irish person. Oh, yeah. Because there's no fucking way that that funeral wouldn't be like... No, the entire, the entire school would be there. The yeah. entire town would be there, you're right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like people, you know, all the morrow's friends from yeah. back east would oh, yeah. be turning up. Like the idea... I mean, we just don't do... To non-Irish people, we do not do small funerals Oh, here. God, no. Like yeah. at home, if there's a funeral on, in the funeral home, there's literally a queue outside yeah. on yeah. a Friday evening like to go in. 
Yeah, like it's, entirely. Yeah. And you know, we go to funerals from a very early age. Yeah, and we yeah. It's that thing of like, have you ever, it's like, have you ever seen a dead body? It's, it's like, like, yeah, yeah. It's not even countdown, but it's like, yeah. Have you ever been to a wake? What's yeah. the story? <laughs> they actually did this in Derry Girls. Oh, that's week, right. Yeah. Which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. There was an open coffin at the wake, the night, which is the night before the funeral. Yeah. Not the party after a funeral. That sometimes gets mm. misused does, outside of Ireland. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, the, the English boy <laughs> is... Uh, James. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's just like, can everybody else see a dead body? And they're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, John um, <laughs> So yes, the, the approach to the morrow's funeral habits is very alien to mm, us. Yeah. Just as alien as any Spanish-style ranch house. But they're <laughs> going to have a memorial service in the school. Yeah. And I think they also called the assembly to kind of stop any rumours doing the yes. rounds. Because obviously the story was growing legs. Mm. And they were saying, oh, she overdosed on speed. And there was all kinds of kind of different stories doing the rounds. So they were just like, look, it was a tragic uh, accident. She died of cardiac failure. And like no one is to blame. Yes, that's actually very explicit. They say, yeah. so Chrome Dome says, the Morrows asked me explicitly to tell you that no one else is being held responsible for Regina's death. The police are making some decisions in individual cases about use and possession of drugs, but that's it. In no instance is anyone to be treated as if he or she had any responsibility in Regina's death, which is fair, folks. Which is very responsible yeah. of them. Like, for once, the teachers are actually yeah. doing something oh right. Oh my God, yeah. Well, they know a bunch of weird judgmental... <laughs> they know what they're dealing with. <laughs> but um, Elizabeth doesn't care about this because she can't help blaming Molly. Mm. And she was the one who had let Rose come and no doubt she was the one who had encouraged Regina to try cocaine in the first place. Whatever the morrow said, Molly was at least partly to blame. What? Amy? Amy's probably sitting right there. Yeah, she's Amy right was bragging there. about tormenting <laughs> Regina. Regina. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so Elizabeth is just thinking she, whenever Molly comes back to school, it's going to be difficult. And then it's a few days later and a letter arrives for Liz. <gasps> That's it. Yeah, because Jessica hands her an envelope and she's like, it's a letter from Regina. And Liz is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because it's this letter, obviously, that Regina had written before she went party. to the party. Oh, oh. oh God. Because, <laughs> of course, the last thing she, as well as her last, literally <laughs> her, her last dying, dying words, words. <laughs> and her dying act. <laughs> oh, God. The na- last night of her life, she spent much of it well, writing to That's Liz. it. You see, you can't get into heaven with a grudge against a Wakefield twin. <gasps> so what else was she Good supposed to do? <laughs> well, glad that this has been sorted out. Yeah. Because the letter is all just about how great Elizabeth is. <laughs> of course. Oh, uh, yeah, it's basically just Regina apologising um, for everything and just about how angry she was and how her and Bruce have drifted apart and, you know, he isn't to blame, blah, blah, whatever, and just saying how sorry she was and how much she admires Liz. Oh, my it's like, oh, God. for fuck's sake, you're Ugh. enabling her from beyond the grave. <laughs> and that says, I hope you didn't think it's strange that I've said all this in a letter, but somehow it's too hard to say on the phone. I really am sorry, and I hope our friendship will last forever. Oh, man. And that is actually... That's fucking poignant. Yeah. Jesus. And I'll tell you what, the description of the memorial service on Friday is really sad. Oof. It's genuinely sad. It you is. can't take the piss out of it like it's no. sad. No, yeah. Damn it. I know. <laughs> so it starts at Mr. Collins gets up to speak. Um, oh no, they have a chorus from a German mass that Regina had always loved. Yeah. Especially she was in Switzerland. And Mr. Collins gives a really nice speech that is genuinely really nice. It is, yeah. Um, properly nice he says my job here at Sweet Valley High is to teach English literature I suppose if literature has a lesson for us it is how to learn from the lessons life teaches us how to endure I cannot possibly comfort any one of you as you grieve for Regina now can I know or can I offer solace to her brother Nicholas etc etc what I can say is that I know each and every one of us will remember Regina Morrow she was a brave delightful beautiful girl whose life was a model for many of us her courage and perseverance taught me a great deal as I'm sure they did you Aww. 
And it's actually, it's really sad. I know. Yeah. And then Liz gives a speech that's actually quite nice. It is. Yeah, because she was going to prepare a speech, but then decided to just kind of, well, I was going to say wing it, but it's more like speaking from the heart, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> um, and it does say, the things Regina loved were like spending time with close friends, reading, taking long walks by the beach. Like, oh, but something more specific, yeah, Liz. True. But still, still, <laughs> still. <laughs> it's nice. It is. And then um, Nicholas gives a speech that, that does say the months Regina spent in the school were the happiest of her life and the friendship she formed with you mattered to her more than anything else in the world. Well, huh. some yeah. friends they were. Yeah, that worked out well, didn't it? Uh, but then he reads Emma um, St. Vincent Millay's speech dir- or poem Dirge Without Music, which is incredibly moving and actually made me feel a bit tearful it's, when yeah. I read it. Oh God, yeah. Like it's it's deep shit and yeah. it's it's quite long actually as well, but it's the entire poem. Yeah, th- I'd like, is she'd that, be still in copyright. I was going to say, with every rights issue there. It probably would be. Yeah. Look at the front of the book to see if they... wonder, yeah. Well, maybe it's the same publisher. Oh, maybe. Or maybe it's out of copyright. No, yeah, She's know. only 20th century. I would have thought it would still be. Anyway, they have the whole thing. And yeah, uh, yeah if you want to make yourself sad. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll read it. No, it is, no, no. It is very just, sad. It would just yeah. be us crying in the studio. So, yeah, so if you want to, look it up yourself. Yeah. And... The, that's the end of the service and Elizabeth and Nicholas notice Justin he's at the back of the auditorium yeah and yeah and Molly Hecht is there too on the other side of the auditorium sitting mm. by herself and we switch to Molly's POV mm. oh by the way we do have a moment where Elizabeth feels sorry for him even though one minute she was like blaming him forever yeah a few true. days ago um, but yeah her heart goes out to him because he looks like a broken man mm. and Molly crosses the room and puts her hand on Justin's shoulder and says Justin in a low voice but he ignores her yeah, he just walks away from her and doesn't mm. say anything. And she's like, please, Justin, we need to talk. But he's just not having it. Yeah. Um, he jerked away as if her touch had burned him. <gasps> and without a backward glance, he turned and hurried down the crowded corridor. And can you read us out? So will anyone in Sweet Valley ever talk to Molly Hecht again? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 41. Outcast. <gasps> and that Damn. was... On the edge. Oh, lads. Poor it, Regina. Oh, I know. <laughs> Genuinely touched. It's so sad. Our, and it's funny because even when I was reading it, I knew what was going to happen. I was like, don't go to the party, Regina. I know. I know. It's <laughs> she, like, she got up to get her coat at one point in the party. I was like, just walk just out. Just don't just listen go. to them. Just go. <laughs> get that fresh air. Maybe she'll be okay. <laughs> I know. It actually, oh. I know we've gone on about this. A lot. And yeah. I know we've, take, we've made jokes about yeah. it not being long for this world. Oh but I think that got to both of us. Shit, it's more affecting than I thought it would be. I know. Yeah. Are our stony hearts not so stony after all? <laughs> <laughs> As it's broken through our icy facades. Oh, God. That icy. Um, well, look. So don't af- do drugs, kids, because no. you'll die. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> Go to parties where somebody called Buzz oh, like, man. get around, guys. Jesus. I got yeah. a big bag of coke. Fucking hell. So to to calm us down, to to be the downers to that, <laughs> to that uppers. We're all worked up now. Oh, Jesus. Can you bring us down again with some stats and outfits? Well, these stats will bring you down because oh, <laughs> the blue green eyes only got three mentions. Oh. And as if that wasn't bad enough, what? the blondness got two mentions. What? I know. I don't think that's ever happened before. I know. It's ridiculous. That's astonishing. Yeah. Fucking hell. The word drugs gets mentioned 23 times. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we forgot what it was about. <laughs> don't do drugs, guys. Oh, Jesus, really don't. The uh, <laughs> Yeah, the only outfit then is what Regina wears to the party. 
which is extremely boring. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, it's barely an outfit. She buttons up her cardigan sweater uh, and she's wearing conservative grey flannel pants. So I think the real tragedy is that Regina died in such a fucking ugly outfit. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Regina, yeah. god damn. <laughs> Hope they buried you in something nice than that. <laughs> god, what would she be buried in? <sighs> jumpsuit? Oh, yeah. Satin jumpsuit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and oh on that god. touching image. Oh, man. That would genuinely be more genuinely quite we, I know, we're kind of making jokes, but that know. was really sad. I know. Poor oh, Regina. Especially the poem. Look up the poem if you want to feel... You really <laughs> depress yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, we will bid you farewell. Oh, yeah. And actually, the next one is really fucking depressing. Oh God, yeah, because it's just poor old Molly being kind of bullied by Pretty everybody. Much, yeah, and she's like a broken, broken w- woman. girl. Yeah, yeah. I believe old Jan Brown might be back in the scene. She pop up again. Yeah, they're cartoonish. Weird. That <laughs> <narc>. <laughs> yeah, I think her, both her and. Buzz are slightly yeah. cartoonish. They're hilariously uncool. Yeah. <laughs> and we will never find out what exactly Mimi does. No, I think it's just left to mystery. She's an enigma, that one. <laughs> Though she does end up winning the Project Youth uh, phone line when Amy reforms. Oh. Do you remember that? I do not remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amy becomes, uh, sort of sees the error of her trashy ways <laughs> and uh, starts volunteering at a youth help lot oh, wow. redemption arc yes interesting with uh, Mimi is involved in okay, it somehow so she does come back yeah she does but hmm. um, she's not tra- dragging down drug dealers not taking down drug dealers no <laughs> very mysteriously yeah. undercover detective hmm. of some sort um, so yeah if you want to share your memories of Regina <sighs> and happier times pre coke bust please share them with us and if you want to admit that you too were genuinely quite moved by the end of this book. That's okay. This is a safe space to share. Very yeah. true. And also, like, I've seen loads of people saying that, like, the, people have sent yeah. us messages on Twitter that, like, they have never gone near cocaine yeah. because of this book, yeah. which is kind of gas and, and amazing. I think like. kind of possibly might have stuck in my account. I have never done cocaine. Same. Yeah. No, I've seen people and I'm just like, yeah. you know what? No, I'm good. Yeah. And it probably subconsciously yeah. is because of which you know. Tomorrow, I like. actually <laughs> think it, that could be true. I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm yeah. okay. I do not want to be hearing the drums. Yeah. Oh God, it's oh. so scary. I know. <laughs> just say no. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so let's hope you can all stay off the smack for the next two weeks. Before we return. Long enough for our next one. <laughs> um, share your thoughts, your feelings, your morning, your your memories. Oh, um, um, whether you were uh, as, I don't know, traumatized. As, as traumatized by this book <laughs> as we were. Do we do we think we've actually seen the truth about Kelly's for once? It seems like kind of a regular place. Yeah. They just have to serve teenagers. Redemption for Kelly's. Yeah. That's the true redemption. It's grand. <laughs> yeah. uh, we found somebody who didn't have to go there at gunpoint. Effectively. <laughs> Being hijacked. Go there voluntarily. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so, yeah, share your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, mm. and uh, what you're looking forward to with Outcast at, on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network, and you can check out the other amazing shows on the network at HS Pod Network or This Headstuff. Mm. And. Once we have, you know, take gone, gone out of mourning, which we are obviously <laughs> going to be going. I am wearing black. You are wearing black, <gasps> actually. I am not so much, but... Uh, Grey. 
Yeah. Still halfway there. Muted tones. Yes, <laughs> of course. I'm wearing my Sweet Valley t-shirt as well, just for the occasion. She's on brand always. I very much am. Um, so yes, hopefully in two weeks we will be out of mourning and back in your earbuds mm. when we find out what happens when Molly Hecht becomes an outcast. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. R.I.P. Regina. Oh. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.